How's it going everyone? My name is B Desilu. This is the Financial Thoughts Podcast. We're on episode five now, I believe. Um, and this episode, what we're going to do is get a bit more technical in terms of FBA selling, Amazon FBA selling. Um, and we're going we're gonna to go into, delve into the actual ways um, you can sell on Amazon. So there's three main ways. I'm going to cover all of them. Um, and we're going to cover them in order of the way I think is the best way to, to do them. And that will make sense in a second. Um, not going to go in major depth for each one in terms of telling you exactly how to do it or whatever. I might, I'll probably break that down in future podcasts. Um, so this will just be kind of like an overview of what the, what they are, what the benefits are, pros and cons, etc., etc. How much, roughly, how much money you'd probably need to get into it, um, that kind of thing. So, so yeah. So all of these come under. Um, Amazon FBA, fulfill, which stands for Fulfilled by Amazon. So when you're, when you're selling on Amazon, um, there's two kind of overarching ways to sell, which is very similar. So when I say Amazon FBA, what I mean by that is you send your products into Amazon's warehouse, they store them, and then when people buy on the Amazon site through, um, buy your product on the Amazon site, Amazon ships it themselves, packages it, does all that. Um, so your job really in that case is to pack up products and get them off to Amazon. Once you've done that, you're, to an extent, your job's done. Um, and it really, Amazon handled the customer service, the packaging, the postage, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, they charge you a fee for that, uh, which is different for each product. Depends on size, depends on um, the cost of it, etc., etc. Roughly, I kind of, uh, I don't know, I kind of think it's around 20%, but you, you can check that. Um, I would advise checking that before you buy any product um, using any method that I mentioned in this podcast because your costings are very important. So it's important that you know how much exact, exactly how much you're going to make per product, whether the product's even worth buying. So there's ways to calculate that. There's an Amazon seller fee calculator, um, which you can, if you just type in something like that onto Google, you'll, you'll come across that. Um, you can also, the seller app's also good, that gives you a rough overview, but I think it misses out. There's a setting that you have to turn on, uh, which includes, because there's two type of fees, there's fulfillment fee and the Amazon fee or something like that. So you need to make sure that everything's on and you're getting like the full fees before you buy anything. So the other method is the, uh, you, you ship it yourself. So similar to eBay, you just list your product, it's called uh, Manuf, no, not Manuf, uh, so I don't know, seller, seller, <laughs> seller distribution, which means that you sell it yourself. Um, it's called MF. I can't, I can't remember what that stands for now. Merchant Fulfilled, that's what it stands for. Um, so Merchant Fulfilled. So what, yeah, so what that means is that you won't have the Prime logo um, as it won't be shipped, fulfilled by Amazon. So it'll be shipped by you. So it's, it lets the customer know that it's going to come from, you know, whoever, whoever seller. And it, I guess it kind of, in a subtle way, it tells them that they're not, they may not receive as good of a service, like Amazon aren't responsible for this service. So as you can imagine, the, what, what it means is that if you sell it via FBA, via Prime, um, you can actually charge more, the customer's guaranteed easy returns, um, easy uh, customer service, all that stuff. So there's a bigger incentive for selling via FBA. So all my stuff, when I did start, when I first started with Amazon, I did a lot of Merchant Fulfilled, which was cool and it's, it's good and all that. It's just, but at, when you do it like that, it's really just an alternative to eBay. 
So maybe a slightly better whatever, but the real key and the real gold with Amazon is that you can do the FBA because you can charge more because customers are willing to pay more, if, especially if they've signed up to a Prime subscription. So if they've signed up to a Prime subscription for the year, it's going to make sense for them to use that Prime, Prime subscription to buy stuff. So what they're paying for is the customer service, is the next day delivery, is all that good stuff. So it's a big, big incentive to send it via FBA. You can, a lot of people do well off Merchant Fulfilled, but for me, it's just, in my business model, it just makes more sense to do FBA. And I think that's really, the other thing, of course, is like, hold on. Um, you save a lot of time by doing it with FBA because imagine if you're doing it Merchant Fulfilled, uh, you've got to package it, you've got to post it, you've got to go to the post office or have someone pick it up, you've got to pay for that, um, you've got to, you know, whatever it is, whatever, what, all that stuff, warehousing, storage. So in terms of scalability, unless you have a business already where you've got a warehouse and you've got this, this and that, you can't, it's, it becomes harder to scale it up. Whereas with Amazon FBA, it's very easy to scale up because it doesn't really make that much difference to, uh, to your storage facilities, whatever, you're, you're all doing it through Amazon FBA anyway. So to me, it's, it's always a better option. So having said that, the methods I'm going to talk about, the three main methods are all kind of Amazon FBA related methods. So first of all, number one um, is kind of like an entry point, I would say, or entry level for a lot of people. And that's arbitrage. It's very weird how they spell it because it's like, French or something, but arbitrage, um, which is basically the the idea of it is that you buy from a shop, so you can buy from like a retail shop, it could be a Tesco, Argos, uh, Asda, whatever, eBay even, um, and then you you buy products where you know that you can they're selling for more on Amazon. So for example, if a Furby is selling at on eBay for £20 and you see it on Amazon for £40, people selling it for £40, then obviously you can make a bit of profit once you take out the fees and all that kind of stuff, you can make a profit. So you buy a few of them and you sell on Amazon and you make your profit that way. So that's that's a, a very uh, simple kind of explanation of it. Um, arbitrage, I think, is, is a, it's ideal for an entry point because you don't, there's no kind of criteria in terms of how much you need to buy. Um, you know, they, you don't have to be a registered business or anything like that. Although you do need to be a sole trader, at least. Um, you, you need to have a unique tax reference number on Amazon if you want to sell through them. Um, but but you don't need like, you know what I mean? You don't need references. It's just, you. If, but as far as the shop's concerned, you're just a consumer buying products. They might probably know deep down that you're, <laughs> you're going to sell them, but... You know, it's not, there's not, um, you know, there's not, there's low barriers to entry. So if I just go through the positives and negatives of it. So like I said, man, there's, there's a low barrier of entry. So what this means is that you can, like, you can just step in now. Like you can, with any amount of money, because a lot of people ask me how much money you need to start this business and, you know, what you need to do and all that kind of stuff. Now, now with arbitrage, technically you can start with whatever. You can start with £10. You can buy one thing because that's how I started. It wasn't ten pound, but I bought a couple things, like literally three things, and I sent them into Amazon FBA, and then sold them, made profit on it. So, what's good about arbitrage is that you can literally you can test the waters. You can start with like fifty pound, you know, whatever, um, and you know, find products, make your profit, 
get your profit back and then just recycle it, keep going in and out. What's also good about arbitrage is that you can take advantage of, well, one, for one, you, probably if you're just starting, you don't need to get VAT registered. So you're already ahead of the game, like all the, the bigger sellers. So that gives you a slight advantage because you don't have to pay VAT um, on yourself. So you, so you can make a bit more profit from that. But that's not necessarily a, a, a benefit of arbitrage. It's more a benefit of just starting up. So with arbitrage, what you can take advantage of is any kind of sales that they have a shop. So especially around Christmas time, um, it's a great idea to look at all the deals they've got. A lot of the time you'll see that buy one, get one freeze. Um, you'll get big discounts, maybe half price. Uh, Argos do one every year where it's buy one, get one free. Each shop has like a massive um, you know, discount set season. And you can get crazy, crazy deals, especially if you buy it just before Christmas, maybe around October time or something like that. But all through the year anyway, there's always like, you know, maybe they're trying to clear out stock and the discounts are crazy and then you can get in there and buy it, buy the stuff. Um, you know, there's so many kind of little opportunities that you can get um, and just, you know, make money on. Like, it's crazy. Um, a lot of people... When I say arbitrage, I, I mainly do online arbitrage, but you can also do retail arbitrage, which is literally you go into shops, um, you go to like their bargain section or whatever it is, and you know, when they got the yellow stickers on <laughs> and all that stuff. And then once you do that, you know, there'll probably be deals, and then you can go in with a seller app and you can actually scan the products and see whether you can make a profit on them and, and all that stuff. So that's 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 not a bad way to do it either. Um, one thing I'll say as well is that make sure you do just new products. Make sure you, you always look for new products rather than used products just because it can get a bit murky um, in terms of the quality. Maybe if it's a game, it doesn't really work properly and then you've got to deal with returns and all that. So 99% of the stuff I sell on Amazon is new. If it's used, then it's, it's usually like a return that I've got that I can still sell, which hasn't been it hasn't really been used, but you know it's a return, so you, you sell it as used. So... Um, the other benefit, what's another benefit? It's just, I guess it's, it's relatively easy to do, I would say, because also with online, um, if you're doing online arbitrage, which I recommend, um, you can, you get everything delivered to your house. So if you imagine you get everything delivered to your house, package it up, or you can use a prep center, which I'll get into, which is basically when someone someone uh, packages it up and labels it and all that because that's what you need to do in the process um, so then when you box it all up box up all your products you send it off so you literally don't need to leave your house to do online arbitrage like which is which is quite amazing um, money wise it's, it's usually good like you can you can pick up big big profits like if you know what you're looking for and you know what you're doing you can pick up big profits but with arbitrage in terms of telling you how to do it I'm going to have another separate video where I go into that more and I give you all the different techniques, um, you know, how to sell using arbitrage. Um, quite, uh, downsides to arbitrage. Um, okay, so the downside basically is that even if you find like a good product, like you, you have to always be on the move because, all right, so say I find, I don't know, whatever, those mini SNES, mini SNESs, mini Super Nintendo consoles. If I see them and they're a good price, £70, um, like I might jump on it and be like, all right, cool, there's 10 But there's a few things that can happen here. Like the price could, could even drop or it could stay the same. Like there's no, 
like say all right so say i saw it for 70 pound on nintendo website and then it's 120 pound they're selling for 120 pound on amazon um and i'm gonna i'm gonna go into more details with this um in another podcast where you can look at the whole price history and all that just a side note um so if i see it on amazon for 120 pound i'm thinking oh, okay cool that's that's 50 pound i can make but if the especially with video games as well just another note um the price can drop heavily so i could buy 10 of them get them by the time i get them into amazon maybe there's so many competitors because that's another thing it's, it's quite competitive that's another downside it can be competitive it's especially certain niches like video games um so i send it in by the time it's got sent in now it's come down to like maybe they're selling for 80 pound so that's the risk it's like you need to you need to really check your products and make sure that they can hold value at least for the time that you've got the product um the other thing as well is that you can only buy it for that time so if there's a deal that they've got in tesco <clears throat> they might only have 50 of them once those 50 are gone the price will either go back up on tesco or it will they'll just stop selling it so in that case like it means that there's no real consistency so you've always got to keep on your toes you've always got to be finding new products you can't rely on like one product line to tide you over you've got to make sure that you know about this product you, you know about that product and when it because when you because the worst thing is like when you get like when you get a great product that you've been making i don't know whatever kind of profit on um and then you can't get that product anymore and that happens all the time on arbitrage the only exception maybe is like ebay where you can get cons maybe consistent products because there might be like say there's a product um a laptop or something like that and there's a price point for that laptop so so when people sell it on on ebay they sell it for around 200 pound so there's always it might always be someone someone selling it for 200 pounds so if that's the case and you can get like a fairly consistent flow of uh, that particular laptop for example the only thing is that like you have to with that again you always you can't just order 100 you've got always kind of keep an eye on it and see what the auctions are saying and all that kind of stuff so it can get a bit like inconsistent i guess you could say but uh with arbitrage definitely the the um positives outweigh the negatives like completely like it's, it's definitely worth doing i only tell you the negatives so that you can just be aware of these issues when they come up and just just to know what you're getting into kind of thing but like i said the main thing like low price low um barriers of entry but then again that like because I, I mentioned the competition before so a low barrier of entry can also mean you know more competition um but one thing i'll say is that the, with the uk the competition is not as bad as say like america for example um and europe uh, is, is pretty good as well and there's i think australia has just opened up so there's there's lots of you know different places that you can sell um okay so also with arbitrage as well um, another good point is that there's different things you can do so not only can you do the shop to uh, amazon model you can do um maybe you buy in europe and then so because sometimes the prices in europe are cheaper than in uk for example or whatever however way which way you want to go america to england or whatever so there's differentials between countries so sometimes you can sell on selling one buying one country and selling your home country or your main country that you're selling or another country that you're selling so that's one way to do it um sometimes you can buy off people that are selling merchant fulfilled on amazon and then sell it on uh on back on amazon uh you can do that um 
what's the number one? Uh, I think those are the main ones for now, and I'll I'll break those down in in another podcast as well. Um, so yeah, so that's that's arbitrage. So with arbitrage, I'd recommend that as a starting point for anyone. Like I think that's the best way to start because you learn about the Amazon system, you learn how FBA works. Um, even if you're not great, you can use it as a launch pad and then move up. Even if you don't like it, you can use it as a launch pad and move on from doing that. So for me, I still do it like I would say I'm half and half with like the next uh, thing I'm going to talk about. But arbitrage is, um, yeah, I mean, like you can definitely make a living from doing it. I would say um, it's it's relatively scalable. It's not, I mean, because you can get a lot of SKUs rather than getting a lot of um, a lot of uh, stock in each SKU. When I say SKU, um, that just means uh, the bar, the it's a barcode for a product. So it just means like a product, like a separate product. So you can get a lot of SKUs um, rather than having like, you know, a lot of stock in each one. But I like arbitrage because it just means that you're flexible. It means that, okay, this was selling, now it's not selling. So I'm going to drop that. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that this new line so it's it's the flexibility is really good um and it's it, for, for a starting point i i don't a lot of people go for the other ones for starting points but i don't know man if you're starting from scratch like arbitrage is definitely 100 percent. you need to be doing that first um so yeah so that brings me on to my next uh next method is it method is that, is that what we call it um but the next thing i'm going to talk about is wholesale so wholesale is, is slightly slimmer, similar to arbitrage, but um, it's is similar but but different at the same time. So with arbitrage, you're with sorry with wholesale, you're dealing with uh, businesses like distributors, manufacturers, that kind of thing, wholesalers, and these companies are not. You can't just find them like that. Like these companies are quite hidden, and they're only for business to business. So there's no, they'll, they'll have no retail arm. Like they're specifically there so that they haven't got a retail arm. So uh, with wholesale, I mean, it's the same method in theory is that you go, instead of going to the shop, they'll give you a list probably on an Excel sheet or something. A lot of them do daily lists or they'll maybe they'll have a website. So that's the thing. Some of them won't even have a website or won't have a like a, like a well like if you go on a website you wouldn't get anything you wouldn't get prices or pro- even products or anything like that some of them will just send you a list every week or every day some of them do that um so it's it's very i mean it almost seems a bit cloak and dagger sometimes but when you're in it, it makes sense but it's just when you're out you're like what is this what's this thing about because there's no way to find out that much information to be honest um but but technically it's the same process. So you get your you get your price list, or maybe they've got a website where you need to log into to get the prices, and you just choose what you want and you buy it. You obviously check that they're good products. They're selling for more on Amazon, and you put ship them in same way. Like it's the same it's the same method. It's just that it's uh, it's slightly different. The buying process is slightly different. That's all. Because uh, usually it's like bank transfer or something like that. Some of them do, you can pay on a website, but, uh, you know, a lot of them are, uh, you know, bank transfer. It's to do with, like, relationships. You'll probably build up a relationship with, uh, you know, the sales represent rep that, that works there and stuff like that. So it's not, it's, it's completely different to arbitrage. It's the next step up. So the good points of this is that 
the barriers to entry, this is a good and bad point, um, but the barriers to entry is slightly higher. So some of them you'll need like VAT, a registration number, you might need a, a limited company, you might need to be on company's house, uh, you, you probably need to have references. So what this means is that the competition is lower because not as many people would want to jump through these hoops. So a lot of the time in this in this type of business, it's just you're you just got to be willing to do more than the next person. That's all it is. So with this, it's like you need to be willing to get these things. Uh, you know, get to the point where you're VAT registered. Or I mean, that, that's why I'm saying it's, it's not a, it's not the best thing when you're just starting off because you may need to be VAT registered or you may need X, Y, and Z. So uh, wholesale would be difficult as a as a first point. Um, the other benefit is that you're again because of lack of com because of less competition you're getting deals that arbitrage people people that just do arbitrage won't get right it's impossible for them to get it so that puts you ahead of them already um and just gives you a slight edge but of course you're still competing with other people that do wholesale um the other thing as well is that you can keep product lines going so i, I know that i can probably Re all I have to do is re-up my order, renew my order. Um, so when I sell out of this, of this computer game, for example, I just go to the wholesale and say, Look, I've sold out or I'm going to sell out in the, in the next week, projected to, so I need another 100 of these. And then you get it. So it's not like you don't have to constantly keep looking for products and, and do all that. You, you can have a few lines where you're just like, all right, cool, I just need to renew this. And then it's kind of constant... Um, income almost if it's a good selling product which hopefully it would be if you're re if you're buying it again um, the other the other thing is that you'll probably you'll you'll get decent deals you'll get deals that like you wouldn't see anywhere else I guess that's similar to the to the previous one but you'll you'll get different deals so it just gives you a different kind of perspective um, the the profit mar profit margins are good. Actually, I should I should talk about that. Profit profit margins are decent, but let me all right. So let me let me look at we'll, we'll go into the downsides of it. Um, so profit margins can be slimmer. They can be slim because you're buying in bulk. You're buying in quantity. So the wholesalers want to make their money. So a lot of the times, especially with stuff like computer games and whatnot, you you'll get sometimes you'll come across deals where you're like, "Wow, this is, this is a good deal." But generally, you you probably get better profit margins with arbitrage, a lot of the time. Um, but it, of course, you got to weigh that up with the fact that, okay, so if if uh, so, say say I get something from arbitrage and I make a hundred percent, but I can only I can only buy twenty of them. So obviously, I'm going to do that. But with wholesale, maybe I only make fifty percent, but I can keep buying the product. Do you know what I mean? So in that sense, over the long term, it's going to be better to, to do that um, as opposed to just these one-off blah, blah, blah. So, you know, you weigh it up. You see what's, what works for you. Um, the other downside is that you'll need, uh, of course, it's like the barriers of entry again. So you can't just jump in. You you know, you've got, you might have to do your VAT registration, all that kind of stuff. So it, it will be harder to, to get in. Um, but obviously I've mentioned that before. Um, the other thing as well is that there's usually like a minimum quantity order or MLQ or whatever they call it. Um, so what that means, or like a minimum, you've got to spend money cash-wise. So some of them will say you've got to spend at least £300 
or you've got to at least buy 20 of these or 50 of these even some of them and obviously like that that could be quite taxing if if you're if you're coming if like because with arbitrage you can i can you can literally buy five of this thing and spend 10 pound and no one cares it's probably it probably raise less flag, flags if you buy less to be honest um but with wholesale like you have to buy this amount otherwise you can't you can't you can't get it so it can you know you kind of have to plan it out a bit better um and make sure that you can afford like 20 of these or whatever so in theory it looks good but in terms of like the cost it can cost a lot so you have to be at a decent level to consistently buy these products and have a decent cash flow to, to do it um the other thing is that they're just hard to find like it's 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 weird like wholesale stuff because they they don't really advertise in a way that you'd think um so it's difficult like if you, if you go to forums and stuff You'll see so many people saying, oh man, I really need to find a computer game wholesaler or I need to find a toy wholesaler or whatever. And it, it, is, it is difficult. And what you'll notice is that most people don't want to give up their wholesalers. Like, that's just the truth of it. Because if I give up my wholesaler to you, I'm just inviting competition. So anytime I see um, a good deal, you're seeing a good deal. So you're going to make money from it as well. So that's how people see it. So no one's really giving up wholesalers. Like, you, you'll never... You never see it, and I'm I'm not even gonna do it, <laughs> to be honest with you. As much as I want to help, like I can't I can't fully do that. But you know, if you go on the FBF, uh, FBA Facebook groups and stuff like that, someone will say, someone will ask a question like, "Oh, where has anyone got a good wholesaler for computer games?" And then everyone will just basically just um, laugh or make jokes <laughs> and just say, "Yeah, you know, why, why don't I just give you a million pound? Like, why don't I do that? Why don't you ask for that?" Um, and it's true because they they're really gold dust do you know what i'm saying like they're they're the they're what make your business like worth something because if you've got wholesalers that's that's something that and that's something that other people haven't got then you've got an advantage because you've got a relationship with that so that's another good point actually with wholesale um is that you can actually um you can look at maybe selling your your business because you've got you've got consistent um, wholesale you've got consistent products coming in so then it makes it more valuable on a on a on a kind of commodity level so so it's worth something whereas with arbitrage you can't that's that's another negative point I should have I should really write this stuff down but it's another negative point with arbitrage is that you definitely can't sell that business because it's just you running around shops getting good deals even though it's a good business and it makes money in terms of selling it, like selling the whole business, you wouldn't be able to do it at all. Um, but with wholesale, you might have a chance to, even though, you know, it wouldn't, it's not the best uh, commodity to sell because it's not a brand or anything like that, but it's, you'd have more chance. You'd have something to sell, if you get what I mean. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, so so wholesale really is it's difficult just to find the wholesalers. Like that's that's the main issue I think. Um and then also the barriers of entry of course. But even just even just finding them, what what I can recommend to find them is just like if you if you look if if there's a product you might want to sell, get specific with it. So say I wanna buy this Fisher Price Gates wholesale online, like right there into Google and then you what you'll get is different uh wholesale companies that might sell it or different wholesale companies or whatever so stuff like that just be a bit creative with it it's literally just google search or if you, if you know anyone like word of mouth or i don't know like maybe maybe forums 
like sometimes wholesalers but wholesalers that's the thing they don't really even advertise they don't need to advertise because they've got their clients and if you I don't know I guess to them if you really want to buy their products you would you would find them do you know what I mean and also it's, with them they're quite discerning so if they don't like your application form they just won't accept you so yeah so that's that's really the downside it's, it can be difficult to get into but once you're in it it's you know it's pretty it's good it's it works well um it, yeah it's definitely and it's scalable the more scalable than arbitrage and yeah so that's for me that would be the next step so if you kind of master the arbitrage game and you, you get your cash flow coming in then the, the logical next step is wholesale all day um so yeah so that brings me on to my final one and i can't talk about this one in too much depth because i don't do it so i'm not it's not even that I'm not at that level yet. Like I, I could do it technically, but it's just I don't know if I I don't know if I want to. Like like when I say the steps, what I mean is that you could stop at any time. So you can make a living doing arbitrage. You can make a living doing wholesale, or you can make a living doing what I'm going to talk about next, which is private label. So yeah, so like I said, I'm not doing it myself, um, and there you know there's various reasons why. I might be a bit lazy. <laughs> I might be one of them still. Um, but it's, it, it's uh, I'll break it down for you anyway. So private label is you basically creating a brand and labeling a product and then selling that on Amazon. So how it works in practice is you come up, uh, so basically you find a product that's, you know, got l relatively low competition that you can make a profit on, on Amazon. So this will be like, a, it could be a white label product or it could be products that are already branded by another company. So, for example, I don't know, just looking around <laughs> at the moment. So if you want to sell, say you want to sell socks, yeah? Yeah, I've got socks hanging out, so that's why I said it. If you want to sell socks, um, so you, you what you do is you research how many other people are selling socks on Amazon. So it might be, say there's 100, for example. You look at like the brands, like the brands that they've got, how many they're selling a month, um, what they could do better, what you, you know, you look at what you could provide or what you could give that they don't give. So, you know, with that, it's just that that all goes down to your research and you know the, what kind of what what people want. Do you know what I'm saying? So maybe people want more colourful socks, for example. So and you've seen that on forums and people sock <laughs> sock forums or something. People complain about their drab grey black socks so they want more colourful socks so you've seen that so you see that alright cool so this is like a bit of a niche that I can get into so what you do you go, you go to China you don't go to China but you message you go, you go to Alibaba.com message a company that sells socks you say alright cool I want this spec I want this branding you know you probably have to get your branding separate and all that um, you go to them and you say alright cool how much for you know I want to buy a thousand pairs or whatever um, and they give you a quote you look at it on Amazon, you go, all right, cool, I can make, I can double my money on that, so I'll buy a thousand of them. Um, you get them, check them, everything's good, send them into Amazon, and then you need to market Amazon, so it's all about keywords, getting higher listed on Amazon, um, getting reviews, all that kind of stuff, marketing, maybe getting a celebrity to wear on Instagram, whatever. So as you can see, like, there's a lot more scope to it. Like, it's a, it's a, it's, this is a real kind of, brand that you're building up and a business that you're building up that you could sell do you know what i'm saying and that's that's one of the the big positives of um private label is that you're 
you're building up something where it's just going to be worth something intrinsically. So not only will you get your sales, hopefully, if you do it well, but like when you come to the end of it, or, well, not at the end of it, even at the peak of it, you can then sell your whole business. You can sell the, the, the label, the brand, everything. Um, so that, that's a big, massive benefit because you're building up you're building up a real thing, real commodity. Um, next benefit is if you do your research right, it's probably, it could be the most profitable um, uh, method on Amazon, on Amazon FBA to make money. Um, just because the margins will usually be high because like there's no there's not really any competition I mean there's competition obviously other people are selling socks in our example but no one's selling your socks do you know what I'm saying um, so what that means is that if they want your brand they're going to have to come to you so if it's, if it's a good product you're going to get 100% of sales for that brand so it's like if you had um, you know Sony DVD players or something like that you would only want you were Sony obviously you're going to make a lot of money from doing that so there's, there's a lot of money in it. Um, I hesitate to say more than wholesale and arbitrage because it just depends on the scale that you're doing it. Um, but I don't know, it, it, could, it, it could be. It's, it's probably close between wholesale and, um, uh, what do you call it, private label. Um, the other benefit is um, it's very scalable. So really it's just a matter of and also there's not as much work probably as, as the other two because all you're doing is you're getting your your pack because you, it's only one product so you're buying maybe like a thousand at a time and then you just put it on Amazon and you're just letting it sit there so your your work really comes in with the marketing like that's what you've got to focus on Facebook ads uh, you know however you want to market in your field depending on the product um, it, it just depends on that in terms of the actual mechanics of doing it once you set up everything um, and you send it to uh, you get the stuff from China and send it to Amazon your job's done probably for months in terms of that technical period because Amazon just takes it on so uh, so, so yeah so you, yeah so your job is mainly like marketing it's, it's not even the day-to-day -day of Amazon FBA um, Another benefit is that, yeah, the, the reason why I say that there's a lot of money in it is because the margins are a lot more than wholesale and probably arbitrage. If you, if you obviously, you have to do your research and market it right and do all that. Um, but it's likely to be more because you're buying it from China and essentially there's no, uh, you're not paying for the brand. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so, but you're still charging as if it's a brand. So we're, if you're buying wholesale arbitrage, and you're buying branded products, you're paying <coughs> for that brand and then you're selling it and you're, you're charging the consumer for that brand. But if you think about it with private label, you're not paying for the brand because it's your brand, but you're charging the consumer branded for a branded product. So what I mean, and then also because you're getting it from China, you're getting it cheap. So socks from China probably be 10p, do you know what I mean? But as a UK consumer, I'm based in the UK, as a UK consumer, um, buyers a pair of socks they might be used to paying 10 pound for that pair of socks do you know what i mean so the margins can be really really large and then obviously your margins have to take into account all your marketing your advertising all that kind of stuff so but even with that you should at least probably double or treble your initial investment not including the marketing so so yeah and then also obviously once you get started and once you 
once your marketing is in place, then you, you probably can, you know, take your foot off the pedal in, in that respect and it will kind of almost perpetuate itself because how Amazon works with this type of stuff is that the more you sell, the higher you get ranked, um, so the easier you are to find. So um, so once that's set up, it kind of, it's almost like a, like a self-perpetuating thing where the more you sell, the more you sell. Um, so yeah, so the downsides of it is there's probably more barriers to entry in terms of financial anyway. Um, so what that means is that you've got to put up a lot of money. Probably, some people say you could do it with three grand. I've heard five, ten, whatever. But the point is you need grants to get into it. Um, so that's that's a big thing. Because obviously if you're just starting out, that's why I say this is probably the last method you should try. Not the last method you should ever try. I mean, you should, you should do arbitrage wholesale and then this, if you want to do this, rather than jumping in at... at do it just doing this but some people do it and they do well so I'm, I'm not going to say don't but I just I just think it's you're better off doing it another way and you'll save yourself a lot of um, heartache <laughs> if you lose money doing it because if you lose money doing this you're losing a lot of money that's what I'm saying like if you, if you start with arbitrage and you just pay £10 for your first item and it doesn't sell you've lost £10 okay great it's not great but whatever but if you do this and you go all in and you spend three grand getting this together and it doesn't work then you've lost, um, you've, that's gone, you've lost three grand and that'll probably put you off doing it, even though it shouldn't, but it'll probably put you off doing it. There are models, there are kind of, you can pay people for coaching to do it and if I, to be honest, if I was going to do this, I would probably pay someone for coaching um, to do it. Um, but I know that there's some that they charge like four or five grand, so even that is, you know, you'd have to pay a lot. It's still, it's, that's still a barrier to eventually um, to do it. Even though, you you know, if you, if you go to some of these programs, um, it will probably help you. You'll probably make the money back, but you need that money to start off. So it, that's, a, that's a risk as well. Um, what else is there? Uh, so, yeah, I'm, so to be honest, man, that, that's probably the main negative. Also, I guess a negative or positive, whichever way you want to look at it, everything's perspective, isn't it? You can, <laughs> you can look at it in a different way anyway. But another one is that you'd have to learn all this stuff. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a lot to learn. You'd have to learn all the marketing. You, you, especially if you start from scratch, you would have to learn how Amazon worked, like, as a whole, and then learn the marketing, learn the best ways to do it, um, learn how to find products or find, like, good selling products, all that kind of stuff. So there's more to learn. Like with arbitrage and wholesale, it's fairly simple, um, and I'll I'll get obviously like I said I'll do a podcast on that, um, breaking that down properly. Um, but yeah, so it can it can get a bit um, complicated in terms of what you've got to learn, and there's just more there's just more to learn. But why I say it's not a bad thing is because it could, these things will help you anyway. Like if you're looking to make money online, you need to know how to market, you need to know how to do all this stuff. Um, so it is important. Another good side, actually, let me just say, is that it's with with um, private label, you can actually you can actually just use Amazon as a launchpad or as a sales channel. So the business isn't necessarily completely dependent on Amazon, which is a really good thing, actually. Um, so you can set up your own web shop. You can direct people to there from your marketing. Um, but obviously, the Amazon thing you'll have there as another sales channel. So what that means is that it just makes it more than Amazon. If Amazon kick you off or do anything, you've still got a business there. It's more sustainable, I would say, to do private label. So it, it is a good thing to do, man. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do it just because I don't want to put all my eggs in the Amazon basket. But then again, I guess, like I said, you can 
um, sell off Amazon as well. Um, but yeah, so it's a it's a big time time investment as well is another downside because it can take um, like six months to to really do this properly because um, you know you've got to get the product, design your logos, design you know if you want to make any changes, you've got to get samples from uh, China wherever you get it from. Uh, you got to do your research. You got there's a lot to it. Like with arbitrage, you can start today, but with private label. You, it will take you months, you know, you have to learn it, you have to do the whole thing. So that's that's a bit of a downside as well, like the, the time scale that it will take. Um, but aside from that, like, like private label is pretty good. But anyway, I think that will, that will do um, for that. Um, but yeah, so like I said, man, the best way to do it, arbitrage, wholesale, and then private label if you want to go that far. Um, but all of them are good. You can, like... You could probably make six figures. People are doing it anyway. You can make six figures plus on um, a year from doing any of those if you do it properly. Um, very, very possible. Um, they're all good, man. Like, uh, but for me personally, I guess it's arbitrage and wholesale. Although I'm, might might be shifting more into wholesale. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I think that would do it. Um, like I said, man. If there's any, if you have any questions, I'm, I'm going to do a few more podcasts on different things but um i'll probably run out of topics at some point so if you've got any questions uh, any advice that you need or anything like that just give me a shout um put a put in a comment or dm me on instagram or something um and yeah man like good luck good luck with it if, you, if you're getting into it man so yeah till next time